Welcome back to a freshly squeezed episode of the Flow Skate. I am Sawyer Stinchfield. With me today is AJ and Spencer. And boys, my legs are jello. I played five roller hockey games yesterday. That sounds miserable. Damn. I can I cannot ambitious. It's ambitious. I yeah, I can it it was an Ironman tournament. So have you ever Spencer, have you ever played an Ironman tournament? Is that where you only have four players? You only have four and you play twelve straight minutes. So there's there's no there's Ooh. no changes or anything. It's just it's it's just the time starts and you play twelve minutes straight and it's one game and you just roll four. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. That sounds like a young man's sport. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um and then I played in the I played in the top division, obviously. Um we lost in the championship. Obviously. So uh we did we did Yeah. <laughs> you just had to throw had to throw that little had to throw that in there. Um but no, we 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 did well. Um we lost in the championship. Um it was it was good. We did play a team. Um it's always funny when you get cuz I started off playing roller hockey when I was a kid. Um that was like my main thing. Um I didn't play ice hockey until I was like 8 or 9. But maybe even later than that. Um, but anyways, um, we played a team. One kid was played in the NHL um, juniors. One kid uh, played Omaha Lancers. And then one kid played for Northern Michigan. And we smoked them because ice hockey players cannot play no, roller we, hockey. No, they can't. If you get a whole team of ice players playing roller hockey, they, no. can, they, can, they don't know how to play. It's like soccer, and they cannot force themselves to play. Soccer. I'm also like it's, Luis it's Mendoza. It's really hard it's like for Luis them to Mendoza. do. I cannot stop on roller skates. I don't know what happens. My yeah, brain they can't just stop. goes they to can't. mush, and I can't stop. Yeah, it's a whole different. It's a whole different. We smoked them. It's a whole different ball game. Um, and that was one of the main things. Like They were just doing flybys because you could tell they had no clue that – how to actually the difference in like the stop, which is it's completely different. If you try to stop like you do on ice skates on roller skates, you're going to go sliding out. Um, it's more of like a stomp than it is like a, a like a glide in. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was fun. Um, the other thing is you guys see my wall behind me. When they tell Holy. you that uh, shelves work with adhesive and it won't fuck your wall up, it fucks your wall up. You put a shit. They lie. They lie. They Stinchy, lie. I could have told you, you that. Did you glue the shelf to your wall? No, what they, so, you I use? got these shelves from. I don't. It was. I got these shelves from Amazon, and it came with. It didn't come with screws. It came with this like acrylic adhesive things, and it said on there. And all the reviews were like, "It didn't mess my wall up." Blah 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 blah. And I went and took them off yesterday because I'm moving out at the end of the week and <laughs> fucked my wall up. Uh, good thing my dad is a TV repairman and has the ultimate set of tools because it's not. That's yeah. <laughs> you big dum dum. So you guys would have not used the adhesive. No. You guys would have not used the adhesive. No, no. Well, I I wouldn't have bought shelves from Amazon to start. Uh, I mean, I've done that. But... <laughs> like, let's let's okay. go back to the very fu- yeah the first fuck up. <laughs> But um, <laughs> okay. I think, well, you know, I don't, I don't know. I use three, like I use command strips on shit all the time, but I would never put anything that had to leverage it on there. Like I, like I'll put pictures yeah. up with a command strip, but even then, if the frame is heavier than like half of what the three M strip is rated for, then it's not safe. So hey guys, but what I'm concerned here. I know, but what I'm concerned, more concerned about is how you took it down. Did he you just, just ripped like, it down. 
You know he just ripped it. Rip it like you were pit, like you came like you got a bad penalty in the third and you got put to the penalty so, box and you just so, like kicked it off the wall or were you just like were you delicate be, and did you like try to pull the adhesive off? Because <laughs> I will be honest. To- I will be honest. The first one I just ripped and then I said, "Oh god damn it." <laughs> This this the next three I tried to like slowly pull it apart. The problem was there have been it's an apartment, so there have been so many layers of paint put on these walls that when I was trying to peel it apart, it was just peeling back all of the layers of paint with it. And then after so that, you, I decided. Are you going to be able to match it. the paint? I'm just going to patch them and have. They're obviously going to repaint it. They they've they've clearly repainted it 17 times. So I'm just gonna yeah. match. I'm just gonna patch it and then move out, and they can fucking paint it. That's that's on them. Um, do speaking not, do of, you need to know um, how to patch it. Do you need help with patching it? You I, got me on the phone, Bubble Boy. <laughs> I got patches. I got. I don't need no stinking patches. Um, but well, speaking of needing some patching, yeah, I don't need no stinking patches. Um, Kyle Dubas needs patches, or I should say, the Toronto Maple Leafs need patches. Uh, they have fired Kyle Dubas as their general manager. It we does. all saw this coming. Um, the surprise to me is that Keith is still the head coach. Um, I have no reason why he's. They haven't just went ahead and let him go. Are they keeping him, Spencer? Okay, and I'm. You're gonna have to remind me. Wasn't Dubas's contract up? Yeah. So they. Uh, that's clearly they're just not renewing it. Yeah, his, where his contract you was probably up. have to fire Keith and still pay him out. So that's probably something that still has to be have a little more thought process gone through it. But I just can't imagine you keep Keith and not and fire Dubis. I think it they both go. Yeah, I, I we would assume, right? I mean, I to be honest with you, I thought Keith was more of the problem than Dubis was. But I think all general managers, you know, kind of take the fall for for the trades and the moves that they make, which he took responsibility for. But Keith is behind the bench. They're they're let down in games and all that stuff. That's on them completely, uh, on him completely. Um, so I, I I don't know. Um, AJ AJ, what do you think? I mean, they you think they're keeping him or do you, they've got to let him go? Well, I think they're probably going to let him go, but I think what Spencer's saying has a lot to do with it, and it's like there's a lot of money that you have to pay to fire somebody and hire somebody new, and. <laughs> their new GM is going to have their own person. So I think he's probably just on like a. Yeah. Um, to AJ's point, I very, think they probably hire a GM before they fire Keith, because I think the GM should have a say in who they're going to rehire and who yeah. the new guy he's is. going to bring in his own yeah. guy. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, okay. No, that, unless, that actually makes, that actually makes more sense. Unless there was um, like, unless there was some back office deal to keep Keith in place and, have a new GM that they've already got in mind, but I don't see that happening. I think it'd probably be, they're just, he's just there until the new GM comes in and the new GM. So I've got some, I've got some possibilities on, on general managers that they're going to bring in. Here are some possibilities. Um, obviously Brad tree living, um, who was just let go this year from the Calgary flames. He was there for basically 10 years. Um, he is, I would say what everyone would consider the top candidate for that position, but there's some other names being thrown around. And one of them is Jason Botterill, the former general manager of the Buffalo Sabres. And I think that would be fucked because he was behind the wheel of fucking over the, the Jack Eichel situation. 
he was he was the general manager in which would not let Jack Eichel get the surgery that he wanted to get, which clearly was the surgery the, the correct decision. And because he's he's playing lights out for Vegas right now, he's he's back to like a, a, a good form. I don't know why you would want somebody who did that kind of a fuck job to come in and try to fix your franchise. Um, but that's a name being thrown around. Um, Spencer, two other names. One is Ray Whitney. Um, and one is Jason Spezza, who after retiring the year before last, spent all last year as kind of, kind of Dubas's second in command. I kind of like either of those those two. I I think I think what I like I think, Spessa to a be lot, honest with actually. you. I'm I, I'm tired of the rota- I'm tired of the the constant carousel of the same general managers and the same head coaches. Get some new get some get some new faces. Get some new ideas in here. And I think Ray Whitney and Jason Spezza are two names that are really intriguing. I like the idea of ex players coming in as GMs, especially guys that played within the past, you know, 10 years, maybe. I think they understand today's game. Chris Drury. They understand today's player, but they also understand the business side because they've seen where the NHL has grown in the past 10 years, where it's, where it's kind of, you know, on the trajectory to go if, you know, they, they can make some better decisions in the front office of the NHL. That's a different conversation for a different time. But I, I just like the idea of ex-players stepping in rather than, like you said, this old carousel of GMs just moving from city to city. So you said Spessa was the number two to Dubas? Yeah, there was another guy, but it was kind of like it was kind of like Spezza. Was, was he the assistant GM or was really he like an advisor? So, the ropes. so that, that kind of – He was of... the assistant to the assistant okay. GM. He was Dwight gotcha. Schrute. <laughs> Spezza, Spezza was the Dwight Schrute of the Toronto Maple Leafs front office last year. But, I mean, when so you that, look at how – I mean, I'm just going to throw the analogy out there. When you look at how the office ended, Schrute ended up with everything. Yeah. So, I so mean, that's why, could, Spezza, Spezza could actually end up being the guy. Well, and that kind of leads to what I said a minute ago is unless they already have somebody in mind, to like if Keith makes sense to stay there and they already have a GM in mind who has a similar vision – and they just needed to have a scapegoat, and Dubas was the scapegoat, and they just not renew his contract. They could have as much continuity there as possible. Because mm-hmm. as as hard as it is to admit that there's there's something wrong with Toronto right now, um, there's something wrong. But they have a lot of talent, and it could just be that they didn't have the right guy pulling the strings. So I think if they bring Spezza, I think that's hundred percent. I think that's hundred percent what it is. If, if, they, if Spezza yeah. comes in, he played for Keith. I think I think whoever they bring in, but he even played for him, so he's yeah, definitely out. Yeah, I think whoever they bring in, I think whoever they bring in. Um, other so here's we'll move into the open NHL coaching positions because now there are five. Um, Daryl Sutter is out of Calgary. Gerard Gallant was the most recent. He is out with New York. Dallas Eakins is out with the Ducks. And Peter Laviolette is out with the Capitals. Um, so there are five open positions or four open. Yeah. Is that five? Four? Five? Yeah. Anyways, we got a lot of open positions for coaches. Um, I can't do math. We all know this. But here are some names being thrown out for all of those teams. And Spencer, we talked about one, which is Steve Ott. Um, Andrew Burnett, um, Devil's assistant. Um, people forget. Some people forget he when he took over for um, – Joe Quinville, 
he led them to that president's trophy. I mean, yeah, they ended up shit in the bed, uh, but he was the hand behind that really, really good season for them. And I think he really felt like he should have gotten a lot of people felt like he should have got that Florida full-time position over Maurice, but Maurice has proved to be the guy. Apparently Um, there's one Spencer. There's a guy in Toronto, apparently named Spencer Carberry, um, who is apparently very, very hot and very well sought after. Um, he is the 2021 AHL coach of the year. Um, so that's a young name kind of being thrown around. I've never heard of the guy, but that's one. Another one is Travis green, uh, former head coach for the Canucks, um, which the missing curfew guys would love him in Anaheim. And I actually think he'd be a really good fit for that young Anaheim, uh, team down there. And then last, um, name that's kind of been thrown around on that big list is Jeff Blashill, uh, former Red Wings head coach who is currently an assistant with Tampa Bay. Um, I, I like any of those names because they are not the same names that we've been seeing year in and year out. I agree. I like all those names. So a couple other names that I've heard too. So Jay Leach, he's the current Seattle assistant. Uh, I hear that name a lot. And then, yes. so I think, and re- correct me if I'm wrong, this is Mason's guy, Ryan Warofsky. Isn't that his buddy that's the assistant in, in San Jose right now? Yeah, it is. I think so. Yeah. Those guys have both yeah, kind of put in their Mason's time. Guy. I think the fact that Mason, hold on, no, pause, pause. The fact that Mason has a fucking guy in the NHL behind a goddamn bench oh, is I insane. Know. No, absolutely. But we have to, you know, give credit where credit's due. But I, no, I like all of those names. I think, I think Otter and Greener definitely get a job somewhere. I really like Andrew Burnett getting because I think he kind of got scapegoated out of Florida. I was in the camp of thinking he should have gotten hired. I think he did a great job when he stepped in for Quinville. And I think he just kind of got the short end of the stick and got shipped out. And that the fact that he didn't get all the way out of the league and was able to get an assistant uh, coaching job that quickly kind of shows you what people think of him. But so I have a question for you. And I know he's still on the no fly list for the NHL, but what about Joel Quinville? For either a coaching vacancy or I, a GM I, vacancy, I wouldn't. I, here's my thing. Here's my thing, and I've I've thought about this a lot, right? I, I there's certain things that to me, like that me personally, I can't forgive. And covering blatantly covering up a sexual assault. I, I like agree, but people, they like just gave have, Chicago the number to, one pick. People have to remember, he, I, I, I understand that, but there's nobody left in Chicago who had any part of that. It's a, it's the, the it's the ownership, but ownership was complete. Like the, the, after the investigation was completely done, it was proven that ownership was completely blind to everything that was going on there. So it's so Rocky and and the Wurtzes are really the only people left there from that had anything to do with that. And I think, listen, is he one of the best coaches of all time? Yes. Did he cover up a sexual assault? Yes. I mean that like, like there has to be a line that we draw. And I think, I think a coach who like the old Calgary coach who made racist comments to Akeem Aliyu that you can't you can't have that in your league and you can't allow him back like that's that's where we have to draw the line and i think where we also have to draw the line is something like rape one of your players was raped and you knew it happened 
and you specifically told people not to talk about it because you wanted to win a Stanley Cup over helping a young man on your team that you're supposed to care about and supposed to have supposed to he's supposed to be safe under your watch no matter how old he is so i i i I, to me personally i don't think you can and i i would personally judge any team that brought him in that's that is me i take from stingy well didn't betterman just meet with him and say that he can't have him anyways so it's it's a non-issue betterman already met with him i think it was this week and said he hasn't done enough to be back in the nhl yet anyways so yeah, it's a mute point a, because a it's on the no fly. Sure that maybe me being a coach. Yeah, I, I yeah, and 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 no, it's a good point to bring up. Um, and I know he has, like AJ said just now, he has had discussions, and I don't think they went anywhere. Um, no, they didn't. I think, they I, ended I think with him that's saying, what it is. I think yeah, it's a. It would be a very. More. It would I mean, be a very bad look. Well, so here's yeah. the thing. There's there's a. I have a problem with saying you're done forever. I believe in second chances. I believe in redemption. Now, what I also have a problem with is everything that you, like everything that you outlined, I agree with. I don't, I'd like rape is terrible. It's, it's a terrible fucking thing. Uh, that being said, I think that there, there needs to be a path to redemption. When we go, when you get arrested, you go to prison, you get it. There's a, there's a path to redemption right now. You do your time after you get, go through the court system and you can come back and be a regular citizen. That job, you can still go get a job. Now you're going to be looked at with higher scrutiny. That being said, the meeting that happened with Bedman basically said, hey, man, you haven't done enough off the court to prove that you've reformed or that you would do anything if this situation arised again. So I think that I kind of align with the NHL in a rare Bedman win of like, hey, man, there has to be a situation for like people are people make mistakes and. and this was a series of terrible, terrible, terrible things that took place. And you have to be able to come back from that at some point. Otherwise we, we continue to perpetuate a terrible um, justice system. That's not really fair to, to, yeah. human, to humanity. I'm going with AJ. On the, I think I agree with AJ on this one. I no, yeah. I agree. No, no, no. I, I also agree. But like AJ said, I have not no. seen Mm-mm. anything out of him yeah, other no. than public apologies there. that he has done anything and to try to redeem PR, himself that was a PR for that. And 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 I and here's the thing: there's a big difference in you knowing that one of your one of your coaches raped one of your players. You you knowingly didn't walk down the hallway and not just fire him, but probably choke him out. Right, which would which would have been warranted. Okay, there's a big difference between that and a guy like Jim Montgomery having an alcohol problem. Right, well, like that. I, yeah, I I'm okay not... with that. Like that's a that's a path to that's a path to redemption. I like to see, and that's a path to redemption that like I think a lot of people like to see. The path to redemption after you cover up a rape is very hard to come back from. Well, that's a, that's fine, but there still needs to be a path for, to redemption. There's like. It can be as steep as you want to make it. I agree with you. It needs it. It's definitely different, and I think that even comparing the two is intellectually dishonest. Uh, but I think that there needs to be a path to redemption. It doesn't matter how steep it is. I think that we agree that it needs it's different case completely. But I think that saying that there's no chance for him to come back in the NHL ever is is beyond. Uh, I mean, look at the look at what no, happened with the it, with the NFL, and we have people who've literally killed people who are now in the Hall of Fame on TV almost every Sunday. So 
Like, there you to, go. To say that there's no, so it, it's, it to me is beyond like understanding of today to say something like that. Okay. I will change. I will. Okay. So no, you, you've made a good point. I will, I'm not taking back my take, but I will say this. I would never allow him to be behind a, a bench and I would never allow him to be in charge of player personnel. If he wanted to be a special advisor to an, to a general manager or to somebody in the front office in an advisory role, after he has done way more to prove to me that he has changed and that he is actually remorseful for, for the things that he did during that time, that's different. Right. But I, I will stand by my take on no matter what he does, I do not think he should ever be in charge or be over the safety of young hockey players that we continuously see are getting younger and younger. I, I, every, I can agree year. with that. So and I, and I want to be very clear. I am not defending him. Like, I think he is a piece of shit. <laughs> AJ, but I, but AJ, I do, think in, I do AJ believe in basic human rights. AJ disavows <laughs> rape. He wants everybody. I, I do believe <laughs> he disavows. in basic human rights. Disavow. Redemption. <laughs> um. So let's get in. Let's get into the games. Let's get in the games. Carolina and Florida. Um, game two was last night. The motherfucking Rat King with two literal walk-offs in both fucking games. This this kid is unreal. I can't wait to watch Kachuk play for. Now when we play him, now when the like Dallas or a team I like plays him, I hate him. But that's because that's because he's me. Um, I just the fucking Rat King man. What a goddamn. What does Carolina do? You have to stop. He's been hot as shit too. You gotta stop. I'd like to call back to. But is it? It's 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 goaltending. Yeah, Bobrovsky's been hot as shit. I told you. I told you on like episode two that Bobrovsky was going to get hot this offseason. That's that. So the 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 save he made on Teravainen in the second period last night on the back door with the blocker. That was the kid. They won. They won in overtime on one goal. That was that was literally the catalyst. Um. Game one, though, game one, the sixth longest game in NHL history, four overtimes, 139 minutes and 40 seconds of playing time. Yeah, no thanks. That is insane. nuts. That, that game, I mean, people um, were falling 20, asleep at the rink. I was asleep. I didn't make it. I like. I, I didn't make I, it. It was like halfway through, I think, the second overtime, I was like nodding off, and I did not – I'll be honest. I did not. Make I had a mentally game. <laughs> I didn't that make almost it. Transpired in the course of overtime. I didn't oh make God. it at all. Yeah. I I just went to sleep. <laughs> um. Fun fact about that game, though, it was one minute away, one minute of overtime away from breaking into the top five longest games of all time. The number one top five um longest game of all time was in 1936, the Detroit Red Wings versus the Montreal Maroons. It went to six overtimes for 176 minutes. And 30 seconds played. The second longest was 1933, the Boston Bruins versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. That was also six overtimes for 164 minutes and 46 seconds of playing time. The third was in 2000, and that was the Flyers versus the Penguins. That was five overtimes at 152 minutes and one second of playing time. The fourth was very recent, if we remember, and that was the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2020. In the bubble, that was 150 minutes and 27 seconds of playing time. And then the fifth longest, which was one minute longer, almost exactly one minute longer than game one in Florida, was 2003. The Mighty Ducks beat the Dallas Stars in five overtimes at 140 minutes and 48 seconds of playing time. That's fucking insane. 
and it, I don't know. I have a tough time with this one. And I'll, I'm going to bring up the Scott question because I think it can be talked about of not adjusting all the overtimes to four on four. I do say I, that it needs to be five on five. But after like a second, after maybe two overtimes, it just feels like there's a shift. In the first two overtimes, it does feel like both teams still want to win the game. But after two overtimes, it just feels like neither team wants to lose the game. And it just starts getting really slow. It becomes kind of a snooze fest. That's when you see kind of the poopy goal get popped in. So I'm almost in a in the court of after a two overtime, you go to a four on four and just get it done. After two overtimes, just go to bare right knuckle box. How you could do it. <laughs> you you want to make it exciting? You do the fir- the first overtime is five on five. The second overtime is four on four. Any overtime after that goes straight to three on three. And two on two. One on one. I want That's I just exciting. want to see two overtimes at five on five. No, just it just stays at and then yes. It just stays but that but you I don't think you I don't think you could change I think if you're gonna change it, you have to do one like you have to, so when I was growing up playing triple A, we played several tournaments where they would do it that way, where it would be a ten minute overtime, but at the seven minute mark it would go to four on four. And then at the four minute mark, it would go to three on three, and that it was it was the same reason, right? They didn't want every single overtime game to go the ten minute length because then people would be there all day. But when you think about it, AJ, if you if I was a kid, yeah, I'd, it, I would, it would agree speed with that, it up. I mean, if I'm if I'm watching the NHL and I'm playing, but is in the it NHL, is it a problem? I don't think it's a problem. You just named six teams. But are six... the length are the length of these games are a problem? It's not like and that's baseball. what I'm saying. No, it's I don't, not baseball, a problem. Where, where I don't think it's a problem. No, I don't think it's a problem in general because, it, okay, it's happened three times in the last 25 years or 20 years, you said, or since or four times since 2000. It's happened. Like, how there's 82 games a year and then yeah. the entire playoffs. Yeah. It is not a problem. Like, sorry, Scott, find something else to complain about. Oh, he'll find something. I know. Like, <laughs> oh, I love will. you, Scott, but, yeah, like, that's, find this is find not the, the hill to die on. Like, it's – I get it. It sucks. I hear what you're saying, Spencer, but like, can you imagine playing in the NHL and being in the playoffs and making it to the, like, say it's a game seven and you're in overtime three and suddenly you're down to four skaters and it's like a technicality almost. Like, it's the same complaint that everybody has during the regular season about overtime now. Play five on five. Give it your well, all. The people, the people it, bitching about changing it right now, just just play the better. The people bitching about changing overtime. it right now. Or if better, you changed it and they regulation. lost a game, no, I get it. I get it. No, I I, I, I agree. The, but the people fun. who want to change it right now, if their team lost a game in overtime that way, they'd be fucking rattled. Oh, they'd be so pissed. They'd be like, "Fuck this! This is the dumbest shit in the world." When they were the ones that wanted it. So you, it, we can't win either way. It's just like it just makes sense. It's just an extension of the game, like. Anytime you try to change, it's a different game if you change the rules a little bit. And if you cha- like, if you change the rules inside the game, same thing with why baseball is funky now. But if you change, like NFL, when they everybody hates the NFL, I'll keep going back to it. Everybody hates the NFL overtime rules. They just changed them. But how else? Like Tim Tebow makes that touchdown. The Steelers were the better team. The Steelers would have had a chance to beat the Patriots if they made it past the Broncos. But the Broncos didn't stand a chance. No, I, I, and it's all because I, I don't of the stupid technicality. I don't think it's a problem. 
Yeah, overtime is keep fine. it five on. I'm you know okay what? At least it's not international hockey. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with no. it. I don't. I yeah, don't. At least think it's, it's not international What's hockey. International? Yeah. That's what I say. So you can't win the Stanley Cup in a shootout. So at least we'll never get to that point. Yeah, yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly uh, my Spencer. Point. Fuck you. Um, many. <laughs> that's exactly Spencer. It. Fuck you. Many people have actually texted me and said said fuck you as well. Um, but also fuck ESPN. Stop calling them. The VGKs. Yeah, what the I, hell? And f- I say fuck you, Spencer, because because I had never heard it. It it never made it. It never clicked in my mind until you pointed it out to me, and now it's all I fucking hear, and it makes me want to put my yeah. Head Once you hear it, you can't it. unhear it. ESPN's trick. It's so it's so, so it's so bad. It's so bad. The VGK are going on the power play. The VGK heading into the period with the lead. It's it's the dumbest shit in the world. It's probably bothering it's so you bad. extra. extra. Who, yeah, who? Because you're just fuming. No, it's it's not. It's not. It's just. So here's the thing. Here's the thing with that series. It's very. It's clearly very evenly matched. It's going to go back and forth. Um. I I do think I I still think we are the better team. We we came off a tough. That Seattle series wasn't like physical, Seattle, but it was fast. Seattle pisses me off. And the off. boys had to wheel for the boys had to wheel for the boys had to wheel for seven games. For sure, Vegas looked like they had a very and and yeah, and they very Vegas looked like they had a very almost easy series against Edmonton, who turned out to be complete fraud. Paper Tiger. So when you're coming off a of game seven, Vegas had all that rest. We came out kind of fast, like we we were kind of matched their pace, and then we you tell. We just slowed way down, um, but we also showed again that we're never really out of a game. Um, so it's there's there's that too. Fuck you, Janello. I'll say we all I want. I got a buddy who keeps texting me. Stop saying we. You're not on the team. Fuck you. I've devoted my whole life to this team. Twenty three years. I've played the game. I'll say we suck me. Um, but yeah, they they've also lost. Here's the thing. Here's why I'm also comfortable. We've lost game one in overtime. Every in both series up to this point, yeah. it's 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 literally the same storyline every game one for us, and so it doesn't bother me too much. It's almost like I'm used to it at this point. I almost didn't expect to win game one, but which means every game two is a must win. You have which to helps. I mean, Ottinger comes back every time and wins. You know, wins after a loss. So yeah, I think it, this this series it's so evenly matched. All it's going to come down to is which goalie can keep the puck out of their net. I think Dallas has got the edge on that one. I also find it very strange that Kessel is just continually getting healthy scratched. He must not have any hot yeah. dogs in Vegas yeah. right now. I mean, very strange to me. I think he could absolutely help them in he's... some way, shape, or form. So is he hurt and they're just healthy scratching? I, I can't answer that. Just, they... That's what. See, that's that's what. That's why I'm. That's why I have not for this entire playoffs. I have not rid Robertson the way people in Dallas have been riding him for not performing. Mm-hmm. He looks hurt. I I like. I would not be surprised if whenever they get eliminated, whether it's winning the Stanley Cup or or before, if it comes out that says he's got like a broken foot or he's got like a, some kind of like herniated something. He just – he doesn't have the extra jump to get around defenders wide like he normally does. He's one of the fastest skaters in the NHL. Yeah, he, he looks a little off. Slow, which tells me it's it's he's he's got to be injured. But the good thing is he did get the monkey off his back. It wasn't. It wasn't like a big dangle, Jason Robertson goal. It was a tip in, just go to the net. But he got the monkey. He, 
it probably felt really good for him just to get that one in because of all the pressure that's been around him for not performing like he did in the regular season. He's hurt. He's got, he's good. I'm convinced. I'm convinced of that. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and, and, and say that he's pushing through something that's most likely normal people would be on their couch in a cast in. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I don't disagree. I mean, I think he looks, yeah, he looks a little off, but yeah, at least he, you know, he got the goal. So at least people can shut up a little bit, but I do think Dallas takes a series in the long run. I think it goes seven. Um, I do think Dallas takes it. I think, I think the series does go seven. I think we win it in seven. And I think we, I think it's going to be the Florida Panthers and the Dallas stars in the Stanley cup final. And that's fun. That's a, That'd be a good series. That would be I, would like, I mean, with all the weirdness that has gone on in the Stanley Cup Finals, I would actually be okay with that. I think I mean, Florida's going to be like, there. Think about, think about the hockey markets. I think Florida's going to be the there. I don't want, I don't want You've Dallas. Got Dallas and, and Miami. Yeah, I don't want Dallas or you Vegas Dallas. to be there. Cause Why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm an abs homer. But if I have to choose between the two, I'd rather have Dallas. And I think it's going to be Dallas and Florida. And it, it hurts me. But I also I also think Florida's unstoppable right now. So, yeah, they seem uh, to have they seem to have Dallas. found a different gear. <laughs> like, yeah, they look hot. And if Bobrovsky plays a lot like he's been playing, right now. Like, it, it, no, that series kind of nothing you can do. Bobrovsky versus Ottinger would be a very fun goal. That would be duel. awesome. It, it kind of like kind of like the the veteran the veteran versus the like young the young up and comer who's like really solidified himself as one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. That that's a really, really fun goalie matchup. If that's how it plays out, if that's how it plays out, if Vegas wins, I want whoever comes out of the East to fucking smash sweep. them. Yeah, they can yeah. sweep them. I, <laughs> smash yeah. them. If it was possible to win in one game, I would, I would rip, I'd want that to happen. Like I hate Vegas. sweep the VGKs. The fucking VGKs. And I still think they're frauds, and they've made it all the way to the Western Conference Final. I still think they're fucking frauds. They're just so boring. One, and I still they're think they're so frauds. That's how much of frauds like, I think they are. Fun. It's like they spend so much time and production value on the stupid pregame stuff. Like, God, <laughs> I hate you, Vegas. <laughs> I do like medieval times. Yeah. I am happy that Eichel's finally getting a chance. Uh, do they make? Do you have to eat with your fingers there? Yeah, no. I I, I like Jack. I like Jackie. Um, because a he's American. Um, and he fucks. Um, you know, I just I just want him to lose. That's all. I just I don't dislike him. I just want him to lose. Who do you guys got in that Dallas. series? Dallas. Gun to uh, your head. One, two, three. Dallas. Yeah. yeah I don't. All three of us. But I don't Let's think. Let's go, boys. If they play Florida, I don't think they have what it takes to be Florida. And I'll say that a thousand times. I'm I so to, if I'm speaking from true hockey perspective of a fan, if if it's Dallas Florida, that series does yeah. scare me just because of the way Florida's playing, and I know for a fact Matthew Kachuk would run wild out there. Well, and they're um, so hungry. And again, right? they're so other hungry. than Jamie Ben, you know, they're yeah, they're yeah, and Sam Bennett's gonna run. Somebody from behind take a one game suspension for the team. It's it's not going to end up. You know what I mean? Like it's just the it's just the way they play the game. Um, so that series does scare me a little bit. Um, do I think we would have the team to beat them? Yes, hundred percent. Otherwise, we wouldn't be. Well, there. I think you would, um, but I, I don't thought know we had the team to beat Tampa. I think Robertson. Um, needs we to lost be in six in the bubble, but Robertson needs to be healthy if you're going to beat Florida. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. All of, all of Florida seems to be healthy, and all of Florida seems to be buzzing. Not one of their top guys seems like he's in any kind of ailment, um, which is a very, very key for your team. 
Um, so we'll we'll see on. That. I hope so. We like, all three got. Who do you guys have on the other? Do you guys are we all on yeah. Florida? Are we all on Florida? I like first time winners. Yeah. They're they yeah they're a fucking wagon. They're a fucking wagon. Um, they're yeah the yeah. So I'm on. We're all three on Florida. We're all three on Dallas. Florida Dallas. If if Carolina would have won that game last night. It would have it would have made it hard for me to pick in my mind just because of how fast Carolina plays, but when that team comes in and beats you at home, two games and, yeah. and they do two walk offs. When Kachuk does two walk offs down the hallway like that, that's tough. That's a tough. Well, one. I, yeah. they've got the juice. That's tough to come back from. Yeah. I do think they sneak one in Florida. It's not a sweep. It's absolutely not a sweep. But yeah, no, they yeah they've got something. The going juice is in loose. That room. I like as much as I wish Polly Walnuts the best. Like, sorry, dude, you're not getting past Florida. <laughs> yeah, um, Florida should do the same thing that Carolina did and get a bunch of people from like actors from Carolina to do to do cameos for them. Um, that that would that would be that would be great. Um, well, that's all we got to talk about today, boys. Uh, we got um, four teams left. We're all on the Florida train. Um, we are all on the Dallas train. Will it be interesting to see the coaching hires that happen when they happen? It'll be interesting to see some of these general managers um, get moved around if anybody else gets gets canned. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who Brendan Shanahan um, really brings in, like, like Spencer and I talked about. Um, we like to see uh, ex-players come in, like a guy like Chris Jury, and kind of shake things up a little bit. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens on all that front, but that is the flow skate. We will catch you next time. Everybody have a great rest of your weekend. We'll catch you next time.